he had been here, my brother had not died, Mary and Martha says. And all he said was, take me to him. How many of you are glad that God has resurrection power in any problem you have? Amen? Amen. I want you to take your Bibles real quickly. Turn with me to Colossians chapter number 1. Colossians chapter number 1 over there in your New Testament. Uh, Colossians chapter number 1, we're going to read just a few verses. And, and man, have I got the word for today. I promise you, it is a message. It's not a, it's not a sermon. It's not a lesson. It's a message from God. God, I am so excited about this year, I can't hardly stand it. God has been just giving me stuff and giving me stuff and giving me stuff. A whole lot more than before. Uh, there is so much that we're going to cover this year. It is going to be awesome. I'm telling you, it is going to be great. Uh, I will say this, that, that some of you in here, some of you in here uh, today, this is going to be the greatest year of your life. You're going to see God move in an awesome way. You're going to see God like you've never seen Him before. You're going to recognize His hand and His favor in your life in ways that you've never seen before as you grow and you develop and you mature as a, as a Christian and move from a casual saint to a committed soldier. And, and you're going to just see God like you've never seen Him before. But you know, I, I, I'm afraid to say also there's going to be some of you in here that's going to be the worst year of your life. It's going to be the worst year of your life because God works as a free agent. Amen? He's not going to force you to do anything, but he will motivate you to go the direction that he wants you to go, especially if you belong to him. If you're a child of God, God is not going to let you by. He's not. Now, if you're lost, you know, you don't belong to him. But if you're saved, he's not just going to say, okay, that's what you want to do, and I'll just stay over here, and I'm not going to bother you. No, that's not the way God works. God will get in your stuff. And you're going to make a choice. You're going to make a choice. Do I want to be what God wants me to be? Am I going to, am I going to go forward? Am I going to let God work in my life? Or I'm going to be stubborn? Because some of y'all have already made up your minds how far you're going to go with God. How many of y'all know that line doesn't mean a thing to God? I would encourage you, go into this year with a humble attitude. Go into this year with a submissive attitude saying, God, whatever it is that you want from me, I'm willing. I don't understand it right now. I might not even like it right now. But God, if it's your will, let me be. Say amen. amen. Let's look in, in just a couple verses here in Colossians chapter number 1. Colossians chapter number 1. Let's go to verse 4. Paul is writing a letter to the church at Colossae, the Christians there. He has heard about their faith. He has heard about them trusting in Christ. Verse 4. Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus and of the love which ye have to all the saints, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof ye heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, which is come unto you as it is all in all the world, and bringeth forth fruit, and as it doth also in you, since the day ye heard of it, and knew the grace of God in truth, as ye also learned of Epaphras, our dear fellow servant, who is for you a faithful minister of Christ, who also declared unto us your love and the Spirit. He was telling us, everything about you and your faith and your love for this cause. Say that with me. For this cause. In other words, since we heard it, since we heard of your faith, since we heard of your trusting in Christ, from the moment you trusted in Christ, from the time we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you and to desire that ye might be filled with the knowledge of his will. In other words, the very first thing that we prayed about when we heard you got saved and you trusted in Christ, you believed on the Lord, is we prayed that you would know the will of God for your life. Why? Why? That ye might walk, verse 10, that ye might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. What does that mean? In order to please the Lord, we've got to be in His will. 
If we're going to please our Savior, if we're going to please the Lord, we've got to walk in His will. We have to know His will. But then it says this, being fruitful in every good work, if we're going to be prosperous in our labor, we need to be in His will. And increasing in the knowledge of God, strengthened with all might according to the glorious power unto all patience and longsuffering with joyfulness. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the, the service so far. God, I pray that your will be done. We love you and we thank you for all that you're going to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. There's so much in God's Word about His will. Knowing His will, learning His will, living His will, doing His will. There's also stuff in the Bible about what His will is not. We may take, we may take a Sunday. And by the way, let me just put this out here. I'm not going to say we're going to do this this week, that next week. I have been getting bombarded by God with so much stuff that we're going to cover. I'm just going to preach it as He gives it. Is that a, an agreement? Will you, will you live with that? Amen. Uh, we may be on the will of God for three weeks. We may be on it one week. Who knows? We're just going to take it as God gives it and try to live it in our life. Amen? Uh, and as God has begun to show me stuff, there's things that's not His will. We may take a Sunday and deal with that. The Bible said it is not God's will that any should perish. How many of y'all believe that? It's just not God's will. There's other things like that. But today, I want to I kind of draw a, a, a picture I want to kind of draw a picture of what the will of God is. What the will of God is. God has spoke to my heart, and he has told me, the Christian church and, and Christians today are making this will of God thing way too complicated. It is not complicated. I have sat with people and prayed with people and said, well, I just don't know the will of God for my life. I just don't. I, and, and God is saying, are you serious? It's not hard. God is not up in heaven wanting you to guess. Nope, guess again. Nope, you was close that time, but nope, try it again. But how many of y'all have felt that way sometimes? I have. Sometimes I feel like I prayed and they hit the ceiling and come back down. Many times. And I get frustrated and, 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 and just wonder what in the world's going on. But, but let's simplify things. I really do. I want to I I slow things down. I want to simplify it. Listen, because the will of God is so important for every Christian. Every human being, the will of God for your life is so important. Uh, w, uh, George Truitt. George Truitt. I was listening to him this week. I, I, I listened to all kind of preaching. I mean, I had about 12 hours worth of preaching because I was trying to feed me. Uh, I, I need to be fed with the Word of God just like you do. And if I, if I starve myself, I'm going to be very little use to you. And, and I was listening. And, and George Truitt said this in one of his messages. He said, success can be defined as this recognizing the will of God and trying to perform it. That is success. Success is not how much money you have in the bank. Success is not uh, by, by what college your kid goes to. Success is not defined by what kind of car you drive. It's not defined in God's eyes by what kind of house you have. Success is defined by recognizing the will of God and trying your best to perform it. What did Jesus say while he was here on this earth? He said, I always do the will of my Father that sent me. And at 12 years old in the temple, they came and looked for him and said, Man, you freaked us out. What are you doing? We were scared to death. We thought we'd lost you. And he said, Why is it that you're, what are you doing? Why are you seeking for me? Wished you not that I must be about my father's business? Listen, the will of God is so important. Somebody said this, an unknown author. I just, I just seen it and wrote it down. It's really good. Peace. How many of y'all would like a little peace in your life? Peace is the deliberate adjustment of my life to the will of God. Peace is the deliberate adjustment of my life 
to the will of God. The Bible says in 1 Peter 4, 1, or verse 4 and 5, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind, for he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. That he no longer... Why, why did Jesus suffer for us? Watch this. Talking about us. That he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. God saved you so you could live the rest of your time in the will of God. Hebrews 13, verse 21. God will make you perfect. The word perfect there is complete, mature, develop. Make you perfect in every good work to do His will. To do His will. Listen, the will of God is so important. It is so important. We get frustrated. We get, we get just pulled apart by many, many, many things. We try to do this and we try to do that. When simply we might need to just step back and say, Okay, okay God, what do you want me to do? I know what the other Christians think I'm supposed to do. I know what other preachers are saying that I'm supposed to do. You know, the hardest people to please in this world is probably church people, isn't it? Some say the music's too loud. Some say the music's too soft. Some say it's, it's too beady. Some say it's not beady enough. Some, you know, you, 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 can, you just can't please people. You just can't do it. But if we make an attempt to please God, we're going to do okay. Amen? Let me, let me draw out a simple picture. Let me draw out a simple picture. And, 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 and this is kind of in stages. As we go in stages, some of y'all in here, I need y'all to work on the first thing we talk about, point number one. I just That's all you need to work on. I'm going to give you the other two just so you can put it in your memory bank. And as you, as you grow as a Christian and as you develop and learn as a Christian and mature as a Christian, you can attempt and, and, and tackle them others. But right now, we need to get good at number one. What is the will of God? I'm going to give you three things. Three things to describe and help you understand the will of God for your life. Number one, the will of God is simply a path to follow. Now say that with me. The will of God is a... Say it again. It is a... It's real simple. It's real simple. It's a path. It's a direction. This is, hey, I'm going to go. The Bible says we are to follow the steps of the Lord. He came and gave us an example, and we are to follow Him. The Bible says this. The Bible says this, that the children of Israel, or excuse me, the, the, the disciples, they came to Jesus and said, teach us to pray. Man, teach us to pray like you do. I mean, when you pray, things happen. Teach us to pray like you do. And this is what he said. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy, thy will be done. You're asking God, Lord, let your path, your desire, your direction for my life, your will be done. And then he talks about something else toward the end of that. And he said, and lead us not into... How many of y'all could use that kind of leadership? Now, where do you lead? In a path. The Bible says in Psalms, the steps, say that word with me, the, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. So here's what I want you to get. Here's what I want you to write down underneath the path to follow. The, 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 the will of God for our lives is very simple. It's just a path to follow. This path, this path is a path of divine order. This path is a path of divine order. In other words, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. What do you take on a path? The steps in your life, the direction in your life, the guidance in your life. You're on a road. Everybody, when you go and you live in your daily life, you are on a path. You are taking steps. You go maybe go to work. You maybe go to the school. You may go to the market. You may go to the playground. Whatever it is, you've got a path that you are walking 
You are leading. And you're asking God, and see, this is the easy part. And this is what some of us are not doing. We're wanting to know all the rest of it when we're not good at this part. The will of God for your life is for you to wake up every morning of your life and say, Father, let me walk in the path that you have laid out for me today. Now, how many of y'all seen that, that investment commercial with the green line out there in front of them? Y'all seen that commercial? Anybody see that commercial? Y'all need to watch some more TV, people. I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a green line. Come on, raise your hand if you've seen it. Raise your hand. And what does it mean? That them investment people are teaching them what to do and where to put their money and all that. And, and you know, theoretically, there's this line. It's kind of like, like the yellow line on the football field. Y'all know that we can see on the TV, but they can't see out there. Sometimes I get so frustrated. Why did he go down right there? The yellow line was right. Why didn't he? You know, and he can't see no yellow line. Amen. But there is an imaginary line, that green line telling them what to take, where to spend their money, where to invest it, all that kind of thing. It's the same principle. God has got a way for us. God has got a way for our life, a direction for our life. And we're to wake up every morning and say, God, let me do your will today. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy, thy will be done on as it, as it is. That means it's already there. God's got a great day planned for you tomorrow to do his will. It's there. There's a path. Now, the key with this, the key with this path in the divine orders, God will give you direction. God will give you, and let me give you an example. It's kind of like this. Sometimes God will tell you to be quiet. This is not really one of them times. This is when God's telling you to say amen, preacher. That's right. That's right. Your wife says something to you, and you... And God said, I don't, mm -mm. your husband said, or your child, or, and you, what, huh. somebody pulls out, you know, I was studying this, I was studying it, not that I haven't been guilty, I, but I've been trying to quit that because I want to be a good example to my kids, but I saw this car up and just kind of, I was coming home on, on I-20 yesterday, and, 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 and it just kept, I'm like, man, what's the deal? And then they get, how many of y'all ride the interstate much? Anybody all ride the interstate much? Do y'all ride, and, and how many of y'all understand what the right lane is for? Jeremy, are you with me? Do you know what the right lane is for? Slow people! <laughs> well, one was, was obeying and being in the right lane. But this person just was just like this right here. And they wouldn't speed up. And they wouldn't slow down. Now, the universal rule was when somebody gets behind you, move over! <laughs> or slow down so I can get... You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm listening to preaching. I'm in the Holy Ghost, y'all. I mean, I'm, I'm having men of God just, just permeating my mind with the Word of God. I'm in the Holy Ghost. And this woman's really trying to get me out of it. And I'm, I just pull up and I look over there and she's texting on the phone. And you know what God said? What you preaching on tomorrow, preacher? I'm preaching on people that need to get out my way. That's what I'm... <laughs> he said, you ever text on the phone for while you were driving? What's he doing? He's speaking to me. He said, I want you to slow down 
quit acting ignorant and behave yourself he just ordered my steps see it's that simple we the will of God is this cloud that falls down and fills us with this great purpose to change the world no the will of God is hush The will of God is, somebody gets smart with you, and the Holy Spirit says, don't respond to that. Just keep on going. Don't respond to that. See, it's that simple. We're wanting to get step number two, and we're wanting this divine revelation of glory. When we, we haven't learned to do B, and that is, there's, there is a divine order, but there must be a daily obedience to that divine order. Isn't it amazing? We want this great, we want this great divine revelation from God about our the, the, the destiny of our life, and we won't do what he says over here. He said, How can I tell you your divine destiny? You won't hush when I tell you. And not only that, maybe it's maybe it's this guy over here sitting by himself and and and, and just quiet and nervous, and, and maybe God says, Go encourage that person. Go say hello to that person. Go shake that person's hand. And we don't do it. Why do we want God to give us his divine will if we won't do what he says? This is the simplest form of being in the will of God right here. This is the simplest form of being in the will of God. Is when God speaks to you, you obey. It's that simple. Well I, well, I think God might be calling me to be a preacher. No, God's calling you to be obedient first. You can't lead people until you're willing to be led. In that prayer, in that prayer of divine order, how many of y'all believe that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord? God will order our steps. He will tell us where to go. And by the way, he will lead us not into temptation. He'll say, you don't need to stop right here. I, I, I heard, I heard uh, something happen with Miss Tab Alexander this week. Uh, uh, a criminal came in and, and, and was wanting to test drive, and, and they don't do that when Chad's not there, and, and, and he just kept pushing, pushing, and something just told her, just let him take it. Well, the guy took it. He had stole the vehicle that was there that he pulled up there, and, and, and the cops were already looking for him because he had done shot a cop. Now, if she had put up a, 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 a resistance and a fight, and he might have shot her right there. But she just listened. To direction listen to what God was speaking to her now everybody in this room can do this matter of fact this is your homework we're going to be students if we're going to be disciples of Christ that means we are a learner we are a student you got homework in the morning or when you leave here father let me be let me do your will and then listen and then listen and guess what he's going to do He's going to give you an order. It may be as simple as stop and help that person with their flat tire. It may be as simple as stop and invite them to church. It may be as simple as go in there and encourage your spouse because they're a little down and you need to go say something nice to them. It may be as simple as call so-and-so. Call so-and-so. Give them a word of encouragement. Are y'all with me today? How many of y'all believe y'all can do that? 
How many of y'all will be honest with your preacher? There's been times in your life when God has spoke to you and you've been disobedient with your preacher. It starts here. This is where I want all of us to work at. Now, some of y'all, this is all you need to do right here because you ain't good at this. You're not good at this. Until you learn to obey, simply obey when he speaks to you. Keep your mouth shut when he tells you to keep your mouth shut. Stand up when he tells you to stand up. Speak up when he tells you to speak up. But obey him. Ask him to guide. Ask him to lead. God, direct my life. And then obey. All right? Then we move to the second phase. How many of y'all believe the will of God is a path to follow? It's an easy path. It's simple. We, we ask God to give us direction, and then we obey him when he does. It's, it's that simple. All right? Then we move to this. The second part that I want you to see is as we kind of graduate and we mature in our Christian life and develop in our Christian life, we move to the fact that there is a purpose to fulfill. There is a purpose to fulfill. According to Ephesians chapter number 4, everybody is gifted for a purpose. In other words, God ultimately, God ultimately had a purpose for my life, and that is preaching the gospel. That is preaching the gospel, sharing the gospel, giving the gospel out. But before I could do this, he had to see I was willing to do this. Everybody wants to know that destiny. Man, what is that purpose? What is that? And you won't even just listen to basic commands. Are y'all with me? So let's get good at that so we can move into this one because you really need to get to this one because this is really where it's happening. That's simple. That's elementary stuff. That's the bunny slope. You might learn how to ski there, but you just can't get no adrenaline going. Are y'all with me? I mean, it's okay. It's, it's all right. But we need something that's going to peel our ears back. Are y'all with me? When we get into God's will, there's something that you need to understand about that purpose, that divine specific thing that God has called you to do and God has gifted you to do. A, write this down, write this down. You are designed for it. You are designed for it. The Bible says that we are His workmanship. We are His workmanship, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. God designed you to accomplish that divine purpose. God's made you. He fixed you. He put everything in you just like you need to have to accomplish that specific purpose. I don't have the gift of administration. I, I don't. I, I, I want to. I try hard. I mean, I, Miss Kathy, I try my, my, my daily planner regular, and I fail, and I start over, and I try again. You know, I, I'm, I really want to, but I, it, some people, they can, I mean, just goes through it. It's, um, I, I've seen Buchanan. I mean, he's got it filled up, and it's just it's sickening. Say amen. Man, I wish I could be like that, but I can't. But I can do this because God designed me for it. I, I, I am an exhorter. I, 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 that's just what God made me to be. I was sitting in my friend's living room yesterday morning in South Carolina. I, I was sitting in their living room, and, 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 and I was sharing them some, some things that, that God has been sharing with me to share with you. And, and man, I started telling about the will of God. And, 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 and before long, I caught myself. I was getting louder, and I was getting excited, and, and I started quoting Bible verse. I'm sitting in the living room on the couch at 7 o'clock in the morning having church I mean it's just and I, I catch myself before I realize it 
because that's the way God designed me. That's the way God designed me. He designed me to accomplish that purpose. Brother Jalen, I don't know where he's at. He's somewhere smoking a cigarette or something. I don't know where he's at. Is he even in the building? Yeah, he don't go to church. He just comes and sings and leaves. I don't know. I guess one, one preaching is all he can handle, amen. See, they're, they're dedicated. They stay, amen. Brother Jalen, we had, a, we had a, uh, uh, a 6 o'clock service, the contemporary service, and, uh, and one of the songs they started out, it was not happening. I mean, it just, it just I don't know what happened. Some, there was a miscue, something. It just, it wasn't going. You remember, Brandon? You remember that song? Was you here that day? Yeah, okay, I remember. I, I mean, and it, I'm like, and man, I was melting. I mean, it, it just tears me out the frame. I, I, I just, I'm like, oh my, oh. And we just happened to have a church consultant here that night. Oh, great. Here we go, you know. And man, it was, and the longer it went, the worse it got. Now, if that had been me, I'd have cussed the band out and run out the door screaming like a girl. I mean, I, I was sitting out. I mean, I was on the pew, and I was like, oh! And he just, hey, hey, and he stopped everything, got everything where, and here we, and just brought it right back to where it needed to be. And I was so proud of him. I called him that night. I mean, going home to, to, that night, I said, man, I, I, you did an awesome job with that. That was incredible, the way you brought that back and just made that. Man, that was great. You know why? He's designed for that. That's what God put in him. He didn't flinch. He didn't get nervous. He didn't, I mean, not an ounce, just bam, brought it right back. And, man, that was great. I, I, th I think I can't, I, I always bring this up, but I can't help it. I, that day I went to uh, Bill Hurd Chevrolet, and, and Dorgan was up there, and, and it looked like somebody took a, a, an atom bomb and sat on the top of that motor and blew it all over that building. There was parts in Canada, I think. I don't know. It was just, man. And I just, and I honestly, I started feeling a little nauseated looking at all that. I said, man, how long is it going to take you to get this together? I thought he was going to say two or three weeks. I don't know. He said this afternoon. I wouldn't know. It's just unbelievable to me. How many of y'all have ever seen a Waffle House grill, man? Come on. The place is jam-packed with people. Are y'all with me? They're screaming out orders and all, and he's flopping, flipping things and cracking things and kicking things, and it's... A brain surgeon couldn't do that. God designs everybody for certain things. And God's designed you for something great. Everybody can't get up here and sing, and everybody can't get up here and preach, everybody can't get and teach, but you got something. God's designed you for it. Not only that, but God's designated you for it. Nobody can come up here and do what I'm doing here. You know why? Because God called me here. God has a place for you. God has got a specific designated place. Paul said this, I am, I am so thankful to God that he counted me faithful, putting me in the ministry. He's got a place for you. How many of y'all can tell I, I, I get a kick out of doing this? Don't you want that? You know, this obedient thing, there's blessings with this. There is. Just being obedient to God and just living the life God wants you to live, it's difficult, it's rough, but man, there's blessings. But boy, when you line up in the place, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Church, say amen. Lastly, what was number one? 
the, the will of God is simply this. It's real simple. It's a it's a path to follow. Then 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 number two. What is number two? It is a it's a purpose to fulfill. We have a divine purpose. According to Ephesians chapter four, God wants us in a place doing a certain thing. Uh, it, it may and by the way, it may be simply service. My wife, she's a she's a complete servant at heart. She was on that video. She didn't want to be, by the way. Uh, she that was really against her 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 deal, and 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 but the, but she did it and did a great job and all that. But she don't want to be in front of nobody. She would just assume she'll be out there in that kitchen cooking for the for the uh, uh, the life recovery team that, that, that we we help every week. And she was cooking yesterday for she would just assume be back there doing that and behind the scenes serving God. And she gets as much a kick out of that as what I'm doing here. And when I try, you need to back, you need to start. That's when the Holy Spirit says, Shh. You know why? That's her thing. Now, don't get me wrong. She's never been unsubmissive. She's always been an awesome, awesome pastor's wife. But the point is, that's her thing. That's her thing. That's what God designed her for. That's what she's designated to. And she loves it. You've got something. It don't have to be up there for you to get the kick out of it like everybody that's in that place does. I heard this one time. It was said to me, God's got a piece of pie for everybody. Now, your piece of pie might be a different flavor, and it might be a different size, but it doesn't matter. Everybody's going to like their piece of pie. Amen? Now, listen, number three, the will of God ultimately, ultimately, first he wants us to just simply begin by obeying simple commands, just learning to be submissive and obey his voice when he speaks to us. Then we're to learn and understand His will. But then, ultimately, it is the will of God. It's not only a path to follow, it's a purpose to fulfill, but it is a person. Say that word with me. It is a, a person to favor. And what do I mean by that word favor? How many of y'all have ever heard it? Boy, he sure favors his daddy. Or she sure favors her mama. That's the point I'm saying. God wants us to favor His Son. It is ultimately the will of God for all of us to become like Jesus. Let this mind be in you, which was also in... Amen? Listen, the Bible says this. The Bible says this. Uh, 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 all things work together for good, Romans eight twenty eight. For all things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them that are called according to His purpose. What is His purpose? Verse 29, For whom He did foreknow, He did predestinate to be conformed to the image of His Son. See, the first Adam came and messed everything up. So God sent the second Adam, which is Jesus Christ, to do a new creation. And He came and lived and gave us an example, and lived like we're supposed to live, now Jesus, or God is saying, now that's what I want you to be like. That's what I want you to act like. That's how I want you to forgive. That's how I want you to live. That's what I want you to think about sin. That's my boy right there. I want you to be just like that. Say amen. How are we going to do that? How are we going to do that? It's going to take knowledge. It's going to take knowledge. Write two things down underneath, and we're done. Education, say that word with me. Education shows us. 
What does that mean? If we're going to be like Christ, we need to learn what Christ was like. This is simple, guys. This is simple. Now, you're going to find out. You didn't come in here today for me to give you a feel-good story and make you go home feeling fuzzy feelings so you can feel better about yourself when you leave than when you came. You came to become a disciple. I'm here to edify the body of Christ and strengthen the body of Christ. Now, here's the key. Education is the key. You can't be like Christ until you know what Christ was like. Now, we're going to do every single thing in our power. And and let me me put a shout-out for Wednesday night. Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, everybody in here, don't go home and watch TV that night. If you're not working or you're not doing something, you need to get back here on 7 o'clock Wednesday night. Because we are going verse through verse through the book of Luke, and I'm telling you, it is an exciting, exciting study. We are learning the life of Christ and what he was like. And I'll challenge you this. I'll challenge you. I dare you. I dare you to go home, turn on your computer, look up our website, and we've got the Wednesday night studies, and listen to Wednesday night, this past Wednesday night, and tell me you don't want to be here this Wednesday night. If you can listen to that and say, I I don't think that's for me, you've got bigger problems than you know. Because the Bible says that a babe in Christ desires the sincere milk of the Word. They want to grow. It is a natural response. When a baby cold is born, you don't have to say, Would you please eat? They come with a natural desire for the milk of that mother. And, they, and if you don't have an appetite for the Word of God, you've got problems. And the only way we're going to be like Christ is we've got to know what Christ was like. And I'm telling you, it is an exciting deal. I promised them this past Wednesday, I promise you, you'll never come in here and be bored. I've been putting as much time in that Wednesday night deal as I'm doing with this because I want it to be the deal. And I've been enjoying the fire out of it. Last two nights, I I listened to about 12 hours of preaching. Why? I need to grow. I need to learn. I need to feed on the Word of God. Man shall not live by word, by, by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And some of y'all are struggling drastically because your spiritual man is starving to death. If the only spiritual food you get is when you're here on Sunday morning and you get an hour's worth of the Word of God, you're starving to death. And, 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 and you won't take your Bible home and read it. You've got to learn who He was. And it don't work like this. It don't work like this. My, my senior year in high school, I had, a, I had a, a, a marine biology class. Didn't need it. Had all my credits. It was just a fill-in class, and it was at the end of the day, and, and I was sorry. Teen, young people don't do this. It don't matter whether you need it or not. Apply yourself. But I didn't. That book was laid open on my desk every, every seventh period every day. It was the last one. Many a day I had to. Put drool off the desk. Amen. Some of y'all will understand that. Y'all don't look at me that way. Y'all come on now. Yeah, y'all a bunch of scholars here. I, yeah, I know y'all never slept in class. I was sitting there, my head on the, on, on, on the, on the, the book. Mr. Priest come by. Mr. Carter? Yes, sir. He said, this, this does not work by osmosis. In other words, that information out of that book is not going to absorb into your brain. Amen? And you know, he's right. Are you going to apply yourself? I can sweat. I'm sweating right now. In my socks, in my socks, I'm sweating right now. 
How about my new gators, y'all? Did y'all see that? My wife said, I'm never going to town by myself again. I said, baby, this show don't feel like four service shoes. I said, why? She said, why? I said, they're killing my feet. She said, why are you buying? Why do you get the wide ones? I said, because they didn't come in gators. Amen. She was mad. Actually, I had other ties, but she took them back and wouldn't let me wear them. She traded them. So, anyhow. But that's our secret. We got to make an effort. I mean, I can teach every class. I can teach five hours a day. But unless you're willing to apply yourself, does this make sense? you got to want it. you got to desire it. If you don't want to be like Christ, you're not going to be like Christ. We can offer it seven days a week, but if you don't come, it's not going to work. Church, say amen. Now, let me, let me say this. Lastly, when, we, when we're becoming like Christ, first it's going to take education. We're going to have to learn. We're going to have to learn what Christ was like. We're going to have to apply and read our Bible and study our Bible and come and take advantage of the classes we have because education shows us. But this is the one that's this, this got y'all tripped up a little bit. And some of you stumbled and some of you got frustrated with God. Experience shapes us. Education shows us what Christ was like. But experience shapes us into his image. Now let me just be real for a minute because I'm already out of time. I'm already in overtime. Some of y'all have gotten frustrated with God because some things that's happened in your life. You were doing right. What happened to you was not because you did something wrong. You were living right. You were giving. You were serving. You were reading your Bible. You were trying to do right. And bad stuff took place. Let me tell you about the life of Joseph. How many of y'all remember Joseph? Joseph was the, the young man with a coat of many colors, 17 years old. He was the apple of his father's eye. I need everybody to just close your books right now and just listen. Look at me. Look at me. Everybody look at me. He was the apple of his father's eye. His, bro- his brothers hated him. His brothers hated him. The Bible says that Jesus came into his own and his own received him not. His own brothers didn't believe. His own flesh and blood brothers didn't believe Jesus was who he said he was. Then, then Joseph's brothers sold him for silver. Wasn't Jesus betrayed for silver? Listen, he was taken as a slave and lied about. Was Jesus lied about? He was thrown in prison. Was Jesus thrown in prison? Listen, he was ascended to a throne and took a Gentile bride. Some of y'all, that's a little bit deep for you. But Jesus is on the throne and he's got a Gentile bride. It's called the church. Now in every experience, say it with me, every bad stuff happened to Joseph. But it was getting him to his ultimate purpose. Y'all with me? But the ultimate, ultimate, show enough ultimate purpose was not necessarily that he was on the throne. 
It was so you and me in 2012 could open our Bible and look at the panoramic view, the whole view of Joseph's life and see that Joseph was the greatest type of Christ in the Bible. The greatest type of Christ in the Bible. There's more said about Joseph than there is of Isaac and Abraham and Jacob. He was the greatest type, the greatest picture of Christ. What, what, what are we saying? Every experience shaped him into the image of Jesus Christ. And I'm telling you, there was things that happened to him that made him cry. There was things that happened to him that broke his heart. There was things that happened to him that made him fear for his life. But it was all in the path that God had taken him. But in the end, it was well worth it. Because Joseph told his brothers, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. Now, I want to encourage you. Everybody here, you're fresh. I know. Things haven't panned out like you thought they would. You wonder, has God let you down? No. He's trying to carve you into the image of His Son. Now, let me say one warning. Some of you this morning have this idea, well, I'm just not going to put up with it, I'm just going to quit God. Do you think He's going to quit carving? You're just going to make it harder on yourself. Because now you belong to Him. He bought you. There is a no-return policy. Please just say, God, I'm giving it to you. Your will is what's most important in my life. Church, say amen. Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you right now. I want every head bowed. Father, touch hearts right now. Touch minds right now. Touch souls right now. Every head bowed and every eye closed.